The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Sports Radio 680, the fan, WCNN, Dickey Broadcasting Company. One more thing. 147, Domino, Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Wrapping up Tuesday down here in Northport, Florida. As the Braves had their first full squad workout today, we'll talk to Morgan and Westy and Chuck Oliver momentarily. Turnoff is off this week. Right now, it is one more thing featuring Chris Domino. Uh, we talked to a couple of guys this morning. Austin Riley. What, what did we take mostly out of Austin Riley? Um, he has lost weight. Why? Because he wants to be more limber. And he put it out into the universe that he wants to win a gold glove. Yeah, and I saw him this morning working. It was all about footwork on the one of the backfields. And by the way, that's like 745 in the morning where if you're going to get your work in, he went right to the cage, by the way. He had his bat with him. But he's talking about a gold glove. And he says you're not a complete player unless people know that you're going to prevent runs. That's incredible. At a young age, he's figured out what he wants to do and what he's doing with his body. All right, I want you to hear that. I talked about old man beef. 
It's really incredible when you have a guy over my age who gets into Twitter battle, Twitter war. George Call and Carmelo Anthony have been going at it for before Twitter was Twitter. They've just not liked each other. I want you to hear Carmelo Anthony talking about when he and George Call met because George Call became his head coach. When we get to Milwaukee after shoot around, call me to his room and tell me, hey, man, like, I think you overrated. Like, I, I, you have a lot of work. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. First sentence? <laughs> nah, nah, no, he, he, started, he started that narrative, though, like the defensive narrative. But I'm going to get to that point. The first, the first shoot around, he come to me and say, like, look, man, I think you overrated. We have a lot of work to do. I know I ain't. You know what I mean? I know I got a lot of work. I got a long way to go in this league. But I, you just got here. You just got here. Like, you don't need Because I'm like. Carmelo Anthony said, I'm going to get a veteran coach that's going to be good for me. Then he realized from minute one, George Carl was not going to be good for him. So here's the kicker. On social media, George Carl sees this clip and says, you're talking about stuff that's 20 years ago. Get over it. And then he puts in there, and by the way, Detlef Shrimp was a better player than you. He was who he said had a better all-around game than Carmelo. So when Carmelo says he started the defensive thing, this guy doesn't play defense, he has no interest in it, he said Detlef Shrimp was a more complete player than Carmelo Anthony. And I'm, th- this is he just did this this week. How old is George Carl? <laughs> so much for letting stuff go from well, 20 he years believes, ago. He believes that Carlo, Carmelo Anthony should let it go. I bet Carmelo averaged damn near 25 a game for his career. First sentence, I think you're overrated. Then he tells him again it's shoot-around. But then he says, Detlef Shrimp's name comes up, and Carmelo Anthony is so beside himself. Detlef Shrimp, guy can't hold my jock. Then George Carl, this week, said, by the way, Detlef Shrimp was a better complete player than you. George Carl was a strange bird. When he first got the job years ago in Cleveland, he yeah. was still young enough where he would go out there and actually, he went to North Carolina, played at North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, early 70s. He went out there and he was like he actively participating yeah. in practice. Like he was a part of the players group in practice. Like he would get in fights during practice. He was practicing with the team as the head coach. How many nights do you think, I, we can look at it, I'm sure it's on basketballreference.com. How many nights do you think he coached an NBA game? Like, were you going to – it's bad math, I understand it, but how many times – You always set me up for this. Did he coach 2,000 games? Yeah. So 20-plus – we think he might have coached 2,000 yeah, games. Yeah, safe yeah, assessment, yeah. yeah. All right, if we can look at basketballreference.com, George Carl, it should actually say how many games he coached. Do you think he was a frustrated player? Yes. Do you think that's maybe why you go up to Carmelo Anthony and you go, you're overrated? Yes. I wish I had yeah. your ability. Right. I, I had to play 25 years in the And NBA. I'd be better at it than you are. Carmelo yes. wasn't overrated. He wasn't. I mean, I think Carmelo was kind of accurately described for a while. And then at the end, Carmelo actually kind of developed his game like Larry Johnson. Like a lot of guys, when you get old, you got to find something else. So you guys know how I feel about it. He was a bad luck charm. He, you didn't want him around. He was, a, he, he was like he Kenny peaked, Lofton. He peaked as a freshman at Syracuse <laughs> when it came to winning. That's exactly. But I'm going to say this. I thoroughly enjoyed this version of Carmelo Anthony. I heard him talking about his son. As Bronny, we're, we're trying to figure out who drafts him so LeBron can go play with him. Carmelo Anthony says, we don't think about it. It's not one and done. It's not two and done. It's not three and done. You'll find out. People will tell you if they think you can play in the NBA. I found it so refreshing for a guy that I thoroughly unenjoyed yeah. his entire career. Here's one more. It's good to be a billionaire, right? Like, it'd be nice to have a lot of money. Sure. Do you know what Vizio is? Do you know the brand name Vizio? It's a television brand, right? Yeah. So where do you think you can buy them? Brand Smart. No. Well. Costco. Me, Walmart. No, give me another one. What, who said it? Walmart, Mike. Walmart. Thank you, Mike. You're That's welcome. Co- ding, ding, ding. Cool start. Brand Smart. What, what, do I, what do I win for that? He looked on my paper. No, I did I, not. 
my guess, I, I think there were two Brand Smarts in the state of Georgia. And I'm going to tell you something. I've been in Brand Smart a lot. I have purchased from Brand Smart. You can haggle in Brand Smart. That's the fun part. Washer and dryer. It wasn't even that long ago. I once paid $7 for a television. <laughs> so Vizio <laughs> is in Walmart. That's their biggest sort of thing. It's, it, it, I don't know if it's an off-brand. Do you know what Walmart then said? Walmart said, let's just buy Vizio so we can go after Roku because Vizio has all those things built into the TV. So they spent $2.5 billion to buy Vizio. Now, I don't know if Vizio is two guys in a garage. It sort of feels like, hey, man, we can make TVs cheaper. It's, it's Vic and Vinny Vizio. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost think they're a Vizio brothers. Yeah, yeah, they got out of the pizza business to go make TVs. <laughs> hey, we can make TVs as good as those guys, right? We could be the next Zenith. <laughs> The guys so, from the island. Yeah, so $2.5 billion. Do you guys th- – and I have no idea who Vizio is. I have no idea where they do any of this stuff. I don't know if it's legal, illegal. It's probably legal, that All right. part. I, I would guess it is. Well, yeah. I don't know where they're getting their parts from. I, I don't know. But I do picture that there are a couple of guys who started Vizio who are now filthy rich, who can't believe Walmart, whose check is going to cash. $2.5 billion. You're now not Vizio. Vinny, do you believe they're going to buy this brand? Walmart's going to buy us. I don't, Vic. I don't believe believe it at all. I got to tell you, I've bought a Vizio. It's okay. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't see a huge difference if I buy a Vizio or a Sony or but a Pioneer. Two hundred fifty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like buy a Vizio, jeans. you're bargain shopping. There's no you, doubt about it. I've tried on a pair of five hundred dollar jeans, and I, I've purchased a pair of sixteen dollar jeans. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. There's no difference. Yeah. All right, guys, George Carl, 1175 and 824. That's 1,999 games right on in the, the NBA. That's incredible. He played five years for the San Antonio Spurs in the 70s. Wouldn't have known be- that. Beginning when they were still in the ABA. ABA. Yep. Averaged six and a half points a game for his career. I had no idea. Me neither. He and Larry Brown. He was on the team, uh, um, Bobby Jones at North Carolina, all that. He would have so played he, with James Silas, George Gervin, Mark Olberding. And the pros, Spurs. yeah. Doug Moe was a coach back in those days. Well, I mentioned the ABA. You know, the, Doug Moe always looked like, I'll allege this, he always looked like he was half in the back. Yes, coach. yes. You <laughs> know why? Yeah, he would he try to sloppy. go Rockford, like sport yeah. coat with the open collar. Yeah, but, but he just looked sloppy. Uh, yeah. Thank you, slovenly. Yeah. Mm. So here's the thing. So George Call, let's psychoanalyze. Do you think George Carl looks at a guy like Carmelo Anthony and says, oh, if only? There's no question. Yeah. No I, if I had not. his talent, I would have right. done this. Yes. Right. I think Agreed. he hurt his knee, too. Something happened with his knee, if I'm not mistaken, as a player when he was at North Carolina. Okay. I mentioned the ABA because the NBA All-Star Weekend basically stole from the ABA. I mean, that's what Slam they really Dunk did. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the ABA was a show. And then, you know, a couple of, of teams. Yeah, McNichols yeah. Arena in 75. And, and, and they, had the, they had the three-point shot before the NBA right. had the three-point shot. And right. what does the NBA use as the money ball? The red, white, and blue ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came, came for the and, and Julia Serving taking off. I think the impetus of the slam dunk contest was Julia Serving with the, uh, with the New York Nets. Here's one more, and I know you guys are going to know this. I talked about getting bought for $2.5 billion. I, in your wildest dreams. And, again, Walmart's ca- – that, that check cashes. You don't have to worry about that one. It's going to clear $2.5 billion. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy a nice house with this and a boat. So who has in sports – I'm Vic Vizio. <laughs> Who, who in sports, do you know that people talk about like Bobby Bonilla Day and, and now we're going to realize that more guys have this done than ever before? Who cut the best deal in the history of sports, according to a lot of people? And it has to do with basketball. Oh, oh the Silver Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The St. Uh, Louis the St. Louis ABA team. Ozzie and Dan. Is that, uh, is that their names? No. Yeah. So what's the – tell everybody what payday is for those uh, guys. Ozzie and Dan Silna happen to own just one of the seven losing, almost out-of-business franchises in the ABA. Um, 
Four of them got into the league mm-hmm. when the merger came. Two of them took a payoff. They were supposed to be the third team to take the payoff. They were like, hang on. How about we get one-seventh of each of the four teams' playoff, uh, TV money, Who the four teams that did make it to the NBA? Each year we get one-seventh of their TV money, and they agreed to it. I don't know because I haven't looked in years. What do you think the current number is when we da- talk about Bobby Benite for them when they da- get their David, check? Yeah, David Stern told a funny story. He said, I got hired as an attorney in the NBA office in 1978. The first thing, this was three years after that contract. He said, the first thing they did was hand me the Silna contract. He said, find a loophole. Mm-hmm. He says, I went back four years later. He's like, there ain't a loophole here. No, they, but they put an end to it. Recently. Oh, they finally, they, they bought him they, out they, like they paid, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, they they bought him. Yeah. Yep. They, they wrote a check for him a few years ago. But it was this the greatest is, deal in sports yeah. history. This is an ironclad contract. There's nothing in here. We, no loopholes. That's David Stern, by yeah. the way, everybody. That's or Mitch David Evans. Stern. That's... The spirit of David Stern just joined us here in Northport. I knew why, he was a big baseball fan. Why do you think piece? that envelope was frozen? Don't you think more people would know? <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, but so did they pay him a couple of hundred million dollars to get out? Was that sort of the final? Uh, they, they did very well. Yeah, they wrote I, him a check. I remember I saw it a few yeah, years ago. Uh, unlike the uh, the ACC Grant Wrights deal, they they found some way to get out of it, bought him off. But all told, I, I want to say they made like – Almost a half a billion. It's, and it's way is, up there. That's the Steve Perry thing we talk about. You guys go humping on the road for 100 nights a year. Journey's out tour, and he's collecting a check still. I'll, I'll walk to the mailbox and get my check. But while the you Pacers, guys Spurs, Nuggets, and Nets, they were looking around going, it was never supposed to be. Like, they were never getting a full share of their TV money. Right. That's right. I, and I remember this because I lived up there. People, it's why I had, I had hives. Like, I broke out in hives thinking about the Atlanta spirit. Because I saw it, I was too young to really understand it, but the Nets had to sell Julius Irving. There were eight owners, and they didn't have enough money to buy into the NBA. So that's why they sold Julius Irving. And every time I saw the Atlanta Spirit acting the way they did, multiple owners, I got an agenda, you got an agenda, you owe this amount of money, I don't owe you anything. I swear to God, I figured it out. I'm broke, you're broke, I'm not broke, you're broke. I figured it out. It's really going back to that childhood memory of why – and I lived in New Jersey – they played in Piscataway. They played at the rack where Rutgers plays. I actually thought, wow, I'm going to be 20 minutes away from Julius Serving, and the next thing you know, he was gone, and they paid cash for him, the 76ers. So you realize having multiple owners isn't really the way to go. So Domino, I think, guys, has a fever today because he's praising young Braves pitchers, and he's also <laughs> saying things about Spencer Strider with this curveball <laughs> that I'm just saying that I'm very surprised to hear you talk this I, way. I know. He can I'm not, be this complimentary. Guys, think about this. Spencer Strider wasn't happy with 20-5 and in leading the league in strikeouts because it didn't end well and he wants to win a World Series. But he's a little bit strange in terms of perfection. If this thing, and Waldrop told us, oh, no, no, he's seen him thrown outside. They session. were in the pitching lab in the offseason together. He has the curveball. What in the holy hell is that going to look like? That's filthy stuff, man. That's just – I'm thinking about – like Nolan Ryan, I remember his curveball off the heater. Doc Gooden, his off-speed off the heater. Some guys like that. Um, you have no chance, isn't no. no. He He's already been able to dominate as basically a two-pitch guy. And there's few guys in the bigs that are able yeah, you to You know what a great curveball is? A great curveball is Burt Blylevin. With the heater, it's Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Oh, he could only. By the way, I, I'm I'm ready for Cellini to do a 23 and Me for Hurston Waldrip. See if there's any type of loophole there that you could claim that you're related Maybe They're change not. lives. He's They're got. Not. Let me tell you something. That kid's got the world by the tail. I said it when he walked I, away, and I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. Hurston Waldrop has the world by the tail. He's gr- got everything. He's gr- the total package. Never gr- mind Lex Luger. Great, great, great young man. Uh, enjoyed the interview. I did a number of his games in college at Florida. And I can tell you this. 
Florida under Kevin O'Sullivan has had a litany of first rounders, guys with just nasty stuff that have come through that program. He still Waldrop still has the highest strikeout per nine innings in the history of Florida baseball, something like just under fourteen. Sick, nasty stuff but, in the toughest know, Mike, conference in the game. It's interesting you saw him in person because when I read this morning, you know, I heard he was coming up, and I started to read what the scouting report said, and there was he might have been the most debated guy that I could see in terms of his range. Some people had him out of the first round, mm-hmm. and the word inconsistent came up. He still needs to prove he. Well, the Braves at 24 think they found a gem, and here's my crazy thought. This is why Nick thinks I have a fever. I asked Mark Bowman, who works for MLB.com, and I'll ask you guys. You walk into a clubhouse, any clubhouse in baseball, we happen to be here and we happen to know some of these guys' names. Can you envision walking into a clubhouse where the major leaguers are over here, the minor leaguers are over here, pick three guys, 22 and under, what happens if they turn out to be the core of your staff for five, six, seven, eight years? Would it work? Smith Schauber, Waldrop, maybe Darius Vines. Uh, I, maybe there's somebody there who the hell we don't know. Can you imagine getting it right and drafting three guys who become your two, three, four, two, four, five? You did it with Strider. He stepped out of Cle- he stepped unhealthy kind of ish uh, off of Clemson's campus a year later. Like he's throwing innings, and that's what Waldrop seemingly but, is on the same track to do. Yeah, the, without the, the injury. Yeah, the Strider thing. What helped? What helped that whole thing come to fruition? You had the injury at Clemson, and you had COVID. So he yeah, was five really round draft, right? So he was really an unproven yep. commodity. But you talk to people who knew him at Clemson. Here it comes. Oh my God, this yeah. guy's well, got filthy stuff. It's funny because Dana Brown, the general manager, I spoke to him after that draft because we had mm-hmm. talked about, wow, it's a five round draft. You guys had to maybe tweak it a little bit as to what it was you were going to be looking for because you weren't going to be able to steal somebody in the 7th, 8th, ninth who you just knew was never going to get drafted. You had to attack it. And I remember him saying, look, he said, the thing they're going to write about the most is the Tommy John. That's what everybody's going to say because nobody really sees college baseball. This is going to write about you just drafted an injured guy. Now, it can go either way, but it seems to have gone certainly the right way. I just think that when I see some of these young guys that carry themselves well, God, I hope they stay healthy enough to give themselves a shot. Yeah, I, look, I I think they they got a gold mine there, and obviously a steal in the draft. And Waldrop's another guy; uh, it, he didn't always dominate. A lot of those guys in college that have great stuff, they're still figuring it out. So they can okay. like dominate one outing and then give up seven earned and two two innings pitch the and, next outing. And Mike says, "Bang that drum, Domino! Insist more people watch college baseball. It keeps Mike employed." <laughs> no, okay, no, no, that's My, all right. That's all right. Hey, I, you know, we'll sign autographs. More later. people watch college baseball, please. <laughs> if you go online, there is a place because I saw the video this morning of his splitter and what it does. They actually have, like, it's an umpire cam, and they show this thing at its best when it just drops. Um, and they show his him holding a baseball. You know, split finger, nobody throws it really anymore. It is amazing. That pitch went away. It, it goes oh, away. That was when that Roger Craig and Roger Bruce, Craig. Bruce yeah. Suter. Yeah. Well, and, and then Mike Scott. I mean, you remember? Right. Well, well, if I think Mike Scott it. got creative. If you believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, maybe a little was bit it of the scuffing. splitter or those seemingly Bruce scuff Bruce marks Suter all over the, the baseball? Scuff. I don't Bruce know. Bruce Suter was the split finger Lit. fastball. He won the Cy Young as a reliever. I think he threw like 131 innings as a closer. But I, I've asked because the guys that do throw splitty, uh, some of them are just, it looks like an unhittable pitch. Why don't we see it more? And the answer from a lot of pitching coaches is because it's, it's a lot of wear and tear on the arm. So he, let Waldrop me t- disagrees. Let me tell you what I like about this guy. When we were talking during a break, I said, here's why the splitter went away. He goes, oh, everybody thought it was too much pressure on the elbow. Yeah. He went to the lab, and he gets strapped into whatever the lab equipment is. He had emphatic proof 
They test the stress level on your Split, elbow. They, mm-hmm. they did it on his splitter, fastball, but he said the slider. He said the slider is the pitch because you stop. He said this. You don't pronate as much. You actually stop in the middle of it. That puts too much stress. He said, I throw my splitter like a fastball. It's less stress on my arm than guys who are throwing a splitter. And then I mentioned Roger Craig, and then we talked about it. He goes, oh, yeah, I know why it went away. They thought it was going to screw up elbows. I said, right. holy smoke. So at least at 21, he kind of has an understanding of what he's trying to do. He's got he's a lab. Not Lelouch, let's put it that way. Yeah, to throw it properly, it's not easy, and it takes torque and pressure, et cetera. Suter had said that he could – he says – his split finger fastball would go 55 feet, and then depending on which finger he used, he says it's going to explode. The break explodes at 55 feet. Ask Colin McHugh about that. He says, I, yeah, my splitter explodes at 10 feet. He's like, a lot more time to pick he up the break. It. He said he's, he said it's an impossible pitch to throw. I don't even know if it was on the air or not. He says he's not really sure where it's going to go, and that way it has a little bit of a knuckle. I'm not sure. The catcher has to be aware of it. You have to tell your catcher, and he has to see it. But he, the, the one other thing that I that I sort of took out of it is, he said, because I asked him, that pitch, you can tip that pitch. If you're juggling the baseball a little bit too much, how natural is it getting in? He admitted. He said, no, I, I worried about that last year. Then I figured it out. My movement in my glove has to stay consistent, and I can get the baseball where I want, whether I'm throwing it or not. I was like, okay. So even that becomes part of the thinking for a 20-year-old at that time. Nick, I didn't hear. Uh, how did the gym go and how did the tiki bar go? Uh, we did not make it to the tiki bar. So mm. far, so good at workout anytime. Okay. So far, so good. Clean. Eventually, we are going to go to that tiki bar, um, which is today? loaded with people right now. Why don't we go to that? Amanda, do you have a minute? Should we go to the tiki bar? Do you think Amanda will get a free drink inside of six hours? Yes, and an, and an offer to stay the weekend. I think this is like Johnny's Hideaway Outdoors. <laughs> hey, I what? can't believe how many people are there. There may right be now. somebody with a blue blazer and an eye patch hitting on her. Absolutely. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for these people to all get up and start dancing. This looks like... You look like my wife. I lost her in the war. <laughs> Besides the Tiki Bar guys, because we, we all went to the old ballpark at Disney, right? We all, yeah. we all spent time there. I haven't been to Northport. Chuck, you have not no, been to Northport. Very jealous. So, so give us, give it for fans out there that haven't been, what, what is the biggest advantage of that? Because I always thought Disney did a good job. It was a nice park. What, what, what do you like about that? those digs better? Well, I think here, I mean, it's still developing all around the park. But if you ask the Braves, I mean, everything is here year-round. You're not just a tenant. This is something that you own. Right. I think in five years, Domino, I think you can back me on this because you've Mm -hmm. talked to some of the real estate people around here. We've seen a change in just a single year. In five years, all of this underdeveloped land around the stadium is going to be developed, and you're going to see a completely different where, complex and everything surrounding where it. Where am I pointing to right now? You're pointing to trees. No, but <laughs> what what part of the what part of the world am I pointing at? Over the left center field wall. Yeah, yeah. You want that's to, where trees are. Envision a hotel. Yeah. Can you picture a hotel? I can. Yeah. Well, I think that's happening too. Uh, Mike, I will tell you that the again, I hate to do this, but Walt Disney once said, "You know what the problem with Disneyland was? I didn't have enough money to buy more land." And next thing you know, right outside my gates, I got cheap motels and I got people selling crap. And all of a sudden I realized that's not really who we are, but we're going to be associated with it. So he buys 27,000 acres in Florida and says, I'll never worry about land again. It's incredible that the Braves worked or leased from Disney. When you ask them to spend money, they don't spend money unless they're going to make money. When they said we need offices, they said, great, go build them. Hmm. We need more space. Great, go find it someplace This is else. all self-contained. Right. Mm-hmm. They they did this, and they can do anything they want with it, which is just real. And go talk to guys about if you're going to rehab. We saw this facility. Oh, it, this it, is the place you got to go. It's come. everything except paying in company script. 
Absolutely down there. It is their deal, every square inch of it. Well, here's the killer, guys. It's 15 minutes from the beach. But Orlando was a long way. I was way waiting for that to come 45, up. Easy. I was so, waiting for that to yeah, come Domino up. Yeah, Domino went surfing yesterday. Yeah. He didn't tell you about that? No. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. I went with Maria Martin and I from uh, TV. <laughs> 11 Alive. Yeah, yeah, we went surfing. An unlikely duo. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Um, <laughs> the Braves are good business around here because here's the other thing when they built down here. Disney got congested, and it was great if you were a player with two kids and they got passes and everything else. Mm. When they built this, they said there's no distractions. They have a dormitory for young guys and a lot of international players, and they were like, there's nothing around here. Nobody can get in trouble. Okay, but guess what? There's everything you want around here, and if it's not here, it's coming. 15 minutes away, you got bars. You got this. This Braves have been incredible business for Northport. Yeah, and you're also closer to a lot more opposing stadiums. Oh, right? yeah. When the you were in Orlando, thing. I remember we, we did, Brian Jordan and I did a game at Port St. Lucie. So you had to drive mm-hmm. from Orlando to Port St. Lucie, which is like an hour and a half. It is not a fun drive. And I'm thinking, these are major leaguers getting on a bus to go here for a spring training. And then they got to drive back. They don't like that. No. Yeah. Uh, you're asking and, Chipper and, Jones to do that? No. And if I played six innings, if the bus rules in play, I got to wait That's for right. everybody else to get done playing. Yeah. And I got to sit around with uh, twiddling my thumbs. It, everything is coastal now. So you've got all the Florida teams either on the West Coast or the East Coast, but not Except much in Lakeland. the middle. Except Lakeland. Except Lakeland in the middle of nowhere, yeah, correct. The Detroit Tigers, basically. The Braves were going to play the Tigers like 22 times that last year. Yeah. Just so they could avoid driving. <laughs> yeah, and, Lakeland is a holdout. Yeah, uh, Joker, Marchant Stadium. Uh, I don't know if they've done anything to that thing in the last 12 years. No, no, they have. I will say, okay, I'll give good. them credit. They, yeah. They finally have lights. No, 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 no. They try to keep it up. <laughs> and bases, the whole deal. What did, I, what did I tell you about the National Anthem at that place? More than any other place I've ever been. There were more veterans, guys wearing their Army hats, Navy hats, Marine hats, sitting in the stands because there were all these guys who lived up north who moved down south. When they played the National Anthem at that place, I'm telling you, it was the straightest I've ever stood in my life because there were so many military guys there, and I always thought, wow, this is why they're playing the National Anthem. You better have as much respect as ever. And with that, let's tell you, today is the 20th of February. Go back in time. You tell me you go to time machine? I think you're right. I don't think these guys, I don't know if Jimi Hendrix would have been there tight. Probably not, but he was in the military. 1959 on this date. Thank you. Jimi Hendrix. Big Oregon played. Ducks fan, too. I didn't know that. But hmm. Jimmy played his first gig in something called the Temple de Hirsch Synagogue basement in Seattle. Nice. And he was fired after the oh. first set due to the wild playing. Right. How was he a military guy? How did this guy get in here with this the guitar? <laughs> Oi, this is not how you play. Jimi Hendrix on stage didn't seem like a guy who was actually ready at 6 a.m. to be told what to do. That's, that's just my point. 1962 on this date, John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit Earth. Mercury Atlas 6 is ready for launching. Board Friendship Glenn 7. Show a little respect. Buckeye. These guys are heroes. Chuck, what is it we know about these guys back in the 60s? I'm trying to remember what Alan Shepard did. Um, did he just go up and come down? Yeah, I think he went around the moon. What do you oh, think okay. this guy? John Glenn orbit. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. John, yeah. John Glenn was yeah. Got a bigger thrill doing that. Alan Shepard did something important. <laughs> I think he might have he might have gone around the moon, Chuck, the first guy to actually go to the other side of the moon. Okay, okay. did Michael Collins? Yeah, he, he like, was up in it. Did he, he do the down. easiest job or the hardest job? Hardest like, job. Hanging out by yourself for a couple of days. Hardest job. Because okay. there's a, there's a chance. Well, whatever it is, a bad wind could actually blow him off and. 
Those guys are stuck on the moon. By the way, I think about this though. Would you rather be stuck on the moon knowing it's not going to it's not going to work out? This, this is not the Martian. We're not sending another ship up to get you. We're not sending another rocket. Or would you like to be Michael Collins just floating around until it's over? I'd float if I'd I know float, it's yeah. over. I want to float. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to be on the moon. Are you just you're going to you're just going to float forever, right? Let me ask you this. Can you're, you? You're, he's still in the abyss. Plus, you've got refreshments on the ship, Something. don't you? Yeah, you probably have uh, pillows, some, some tang. Can you imagine being on the moon? The beverage, the no, instant powder this. beverage. Not <laughs> Neil Armstrong on the moon with our boy who wants to fight everybody. Alan Shepard, not no, Alan no, Shepard. No. Uh, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Can you imagine being on the moon with Buzz Aldrin? Oh, that would get old, really. We're never yeah, going to get off this thing. Is that what you're telling me? I'm going to die up here. Now, if he took a swing at you on the moon, it'd be a real slow swing, yeah, though. It would be. Like but, but I think he would think about how he was going to eat Neil Armstrong to stay alive. A oh, bit yeah. Longer. I'm sorry, Neil. I got to kill you. <laughs> 1965 on this date, the uh, Beatles record. That means a lot. It was never released as a single. PJ Proby recorded it, and nobody ever heard the Beatles version until 1996. It was on Anthology 2. I don't know this. It's a great song. How did it not get released? I think Paul just didn't like it, so he gave it to somebody else. Were they it was a small switch- song. Were they switching up to sort of Rubber Soul and it sounded a little bit too poppy? Yeah, maybe. kind of sounds a little poppy. Yeah. Okay. Great lead by Paul. I don't know this song. Okay. It actually sounds like early Beatles. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Anyway, uh, PJ Proby, I think, made it a hit. 1974, Steely Dan releases Pretzel Lodge. No interest. Their third studio album. Listen to the bong at the beginning of the song that they're hitting. Ricky, don't lose that number. Awful. Steve West, yes or no, Steely Dan? No. Awful? You think this is awful? I do. I think this is so Jethro Tull-like. I think you're just trying too hard. You're pretentious. Yeah, we all killed yes yesterday, right? Yeah, y- a yes bit. gets a thumbs down. Yeah, okay. Agree. Alan Parsons Project, thumbs down. And there's some things I like. Hold on. What about Steely Dan? There's some things I like. I think this is a good song. Mike Morgan, Steely Dan. I you can stay inside no, this, and play this is, games. I don't know. This is out of my comfort zone, guys. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to have to go no on this no, one. Chuck Oliver. Um, yes, some. Um, I don't know. Did Steely Dan do a... I think it's interesting get- Chevy Chase was the drummer for a minute. Did they go do Let's Grab Cash? Did they do one of those finally? Well, I don't think that they got along well enough no, to no, do No, no, no. I'm saying, did they do one tour that was oh. go grab the cash? I don't think so. In fact, think I think they, they a, I think they had a hard time touring at all. They said they had a hard time recreating the Simon sound. Simon Garfunkel had a hard time, and they ended yeah. up doing it because it was well, a that lot Donald of, Fagan, not the most pleasant human being. Yeah, Busby I don't think they. I think Donald, Donald Fagan had a hard time with people. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young get together to do a money grab? Absolutely true. Yes. Right. I'll yes. bet you Steely Dan did a money grab tour. Walter Becker is no longer with us. I'll bet you they did a tour. Maybe they did. Uh, 1978 on this date, Bob Backlund beat superstar Billy Graham to become the WWF champion. What what year? This was 1978. Okay, so was that Mid-South Coliseum, Greensboro Coliseum, well, Maple no, Leaf that's, Gardens? That's the WWF, so I would imagine it was Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow, that yeah. long ago. Mm-hmm. So Bob, I remember it enough to know that Bob Backlund wow. was sort of the All-American guy. Right, that was his hope. I liked when he came back as a heel, well, Mr. That, Backlund. Right. He would get you in the cross-face chicken wing. <laughs> He yelled at his manager, Arnold Skoland, who threw in the towel mm. against the Iron Sheik. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I wouldn't forgive him. Then uh, he snuck up on him. Arnold was about 70 at the time. Hilarious. Got him in the cross-face chicken wing. 
Now, what's this rock going heel? Is this working? Is this? I think they had to do it because it backfired so badly. It's what I think is going to happen is at WrestleMania. I think the Rock's going to turn on Roman Reigns and be a face again, and he's going to cost Roman Reigns the title, and then everybody's going to love the Rock again. Okay, that's what I think is going to happen. For the Rock's career, I'm surprised he went down this path, like the Mister Everybody Loves. I think he has ownership in this WWE product now. All right, right. he he might know what he's doing. Right. Uh, Let's see. 1991, the 33rd Grammy Awards handed the record of the year to this guy, Phil Collins, in this song. Speaking of horrible music. Another Day in Paradise. The message is great. (laughs) The message is great. The music's horrible. This won a Grammy? Yeah. Really? Of all the things that he did, this this is the one. Well, I think it was record. So this was the record. You know what the song of the year was? You think this this is bad? From a Distance by Bette Midler. Oh, goodness. That song came out, I throw myself through this window. In My the press goodness. And he has the out worst. Of the seats below. And he has the worst taste in music of anybody I've ever been around. <laughs> Steve West, Phil Collins, yay or nay? Nay, I wasn't a Genesis oh fan. I'll, I'll take the earlier work. I won't take this this bubble gum, but I'll, yeah, I'll take the earlier stuff. Listen, you got to pay for your houses. Yeah, after the Buster soundtrack, it was all downhill. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Why don't, you, why don't we ever think about these guys at their best? Phil Collins was incredibly talented. Yeah, in the air tonight. Come on. That still holds up today. I like I Missed Again. His his first album, no In the Air Tonight and I Missed Again, his first what solo did album, with great Phil, album. Philip Bailey, that's one of my favorite songs ever. Then there's this. Oh, that's enough. Come on. Oh, no. Oh. That won a Grammy. Seriously. Somebody yeah. must want to this, throw yourself This out. is why I don't watch these shows the Don't tempt me, Colin Mad. Don't tempt me, man. Hey, Jordan Gray, enough. Uh, let's hey, see. Colin, if you're going to do anything, if the song's called Easy Lover, it's Phil Collins maybe, maybe at his best. Nope. Easy Lover, yeah. just oh. whatever, if you get ready. Whatever happened to Philip Bailey? Oh, he made his Chinese Wall was a fantastic release. Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think some version took. of it is still I think so, too. Yeah. Dick York passed away on the oh, stage. No. First or second? He was the first Dick. And then Dick Sargent was the second Dick. Right, so what did they replace? They, they switched Dicks. Yeah. Do you think Elizabeth Montgomery ever knew? I think she Yeah, I'm you, pretty sure you, that she knew. By the way, do you feel bad that a man is like eight feet away from you and you just did I, that? All I'm doing is stating facts. Okay, I'm just wondering. They went from Dick York to Dick Sargent. I'm just giving you facts, that's all. All right. Boy, rough she, life. He was only worth 10 Gs when he passed away. <laughs> and by the way, she acted that's like more nothing insult, That's more insulting don't than put, being bankrupt. Yeah, don't put, put zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you're worth $10,000. Just put penniless. Don't don't put that. Can down I ask? Me. Aren't your organs worth more than ten thousand yeah, dollars? Well, maybe not his. I think he had the emphysema. Oh. <laughs> he had some issues. Okay. Did they ever approach it? Did the they ever approach it on the show? He just showed up one season and that was it. Dick no, Sargent's I think they here. just they just yeah, move forward like, sto- a like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna celebrates a birthday today. Worth one point seven billion dollars. Billion, you said? Is that Fendi? billion? Is that Fendi? Yeah, but Man, that's not that liquid. liquid. I mean, she's Fendi. Yeah, Fendi. It's not liquid. She's got makeup too. I, I know oh, she man. wasn't quite in the strata as Taylor Swift, but she was trending in that direction. I mean, she was at the top of the mountain there for I hate a while. To tell you, she's got Taylor Swift money. I don't yeah, think Taylor no, Swift I, has more than one point seven billion. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like we, we've kind of. Do you know what the big thing on. with her is? People ask every day, when is she going to put out a new song? That's the thing with her now. She could call the guy lurker, whoever runs the Wachovia down the street, and say, I want to come in two days. I want to see $40 million of my money there, and it would be there. I think that's yes, Wells Fargo. I do think that she's got that power and that kind of money. I agree with you. 
I don't know if Wells Fargo has that kind of money with insurance and everything. The FDIC. Run now, the bank. we've asked yeah, this you question. Give them two days, though. Give we, them two days. We've asked this question. Let's say you have $6 billion. No, no, no. I'll, I'll take it. You have $1 billion, but they only insure 250000 in every bank. How do you do this? Lots of banks. You go to the same bank that Tony Montana did, that kind of uh, shady guy in Miami. Tony, baby. Come on, you go to me because you can trust me. I don't know if Next I want to know the cameras right there on the clock yeah. on the wall. <laughs> I don't want to put my billion dollars necessarily in that type of, uh, you know, that type of establishment. What do you do with that money? Like, how do you distribute your money to keep it safe? You can't have it in one place, right? Even if it's electronic, you I can't have it in one place. What I do is have a panic room and I keep it all in there. Cash. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Like in Blow when they had the money in I think all you're the right. different rooms. I don't think I trust anybody to put my money. Uh, Kurt Cobain would have been 57 today. Mm. 27. He's a member of that club. Yeah. Famous rock star has passed Hendrix. away. Ken Merker pitched a no-hitter the night. He killed himself. His first or second? The one against the Dodgers. So that is that the complete the game combined one? or the? No, yeah, that's he the, had a combined. Didn't they have a and, Friday night against the Dodgers? Well, I know this. His first complete game was a no-hitter. There's a chance that's the same night. I ain't swearing to that. Hmm. Kirk Cobain were 50 million when he passed away. Yeah, there's, there's still a lot of happiness. A lot of people that kind of pin that one on Courtney Love. I'm just well, saying. I, I believe, and uh-huh. I think Dave uh-huh. Grohl said this. Uh, the Miss World album uh-huh. uh, that. Courtney Love's band holded. Yeah. I think that was Kirk Cobain's music. Right. There was no follow-up. Oh, really? Afterwards. She I, that's, swiped? Yeah. Her, wow, that's cold. That's yeah. that's the word on the street. I think those, th- those were songs he wrote for that band. I think I think she went to the special drawer and found all the notes. That's got to yeah. be Marissa Tomei Oscar sort of she, stuff, She though. didn't strike that's, me as the most ethical wife out there. Just saying. I saw him once. Her big thing was she would dive in the audience at the end and then yeah. yell at the audience for touching her inappropriately. Interesting. She yeah. did that at the end of every show, Gosh. including the one I was Can in. Can I but, ask, how did Kurt Cobain... Because this is probably after the fact. He wasn't worth $50 million when he died. They didn't have that type of record deal. This must be post-death money, I think right? so, yeah. What he would have been worth today, yeah. yeah. This album uh, was pretty huge. Was this Nevermind? Is that what this is? Yeah, uh, th- This was huge. I mean, I, I, look, I was in college when this came out. This was mammoth. It was just different than anything you'd ever heard. Then the Unplugged. I mean, right. It was Talent. amazing. Talent. They, I think they, you know, Kiss sort of shocked the world because they were willing to do it unmasked. These guys, I think, shocked the world because they showed talent. Yep. Charles Barkley celebrates a birthday today. He is 61. I am not a role model. I'm not paid to be a role model. I am paid to wreak havoc on the basketball court. Parents should be role models. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. Remember how controversial that was? Yeah. I got to tell you, we were talking yesterday the combined amount of minutes the, the three of us watched of the NBA All-Star Weekend, and I can tell you it was a very low number. What I missed and what I love, would have loved to have seen live is Barkley impromptu talking about next year's All-Star Game in San Francisco. Oh, yes. And his thoughts My on that. My goodness. Woo! As someone who's been to San Fran yeah. the last couple of years for work, I can tell you he ain't speaking no lies. So the San Antonio thing got him in trouble. Remember the San Antonio thing? Yeah, with the women? Yeah. yeah. This was bigger because the NBA All-Star game is going there next year. And it's more accurate. 
I mean, he's not insulting anybody's physical appearance in this one. He's telling you what has happened to San Francisco. And if you've been there in the last two or three years, you know it to be true. He got heat for lowering his shoulder into a guy from Angola in the uh, opening game of the 92 games. Well, that's when it mattered, Chuck. You do things because you got to win. Did did he say homeless and crooks? Yeah. Are those the two words? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And that's what San Francisco is full of right now. One of the most beautiful cities on the planet. It's hard to destroy something that nice. They have let it go that way. Down the hall. <laughs> Extra 106.3. Down, down, the do down the hall. That's not a political statement. It just is what it is. I mean, go, go well, and visit. Can, Tell me how it, it goes. It no, can I haven't be been, if so you I say it say. down the hall. Go spend the night there in San Francisco. See how if it's it, what you say it is and what Barkley says it uh, is, I'd rather not. No, mm. you take the rental car to San Jose. Stay there. Oh. Hey, Mike, you know what I think? That, and, and Steve West, maybe you, I don't know if you would agree. I heard growing up. That San Francisco was for weirdos. Like, that was a word that was used. Were you my father? No, that was a word that was used by my <laughs> uncles and relatives. Long hair. San hippies. Francisco, it's a bunch of weirdos. I never knew what that meant, but I kind of knew what oh, it meant. That's what George Harrison said. Remember, he went to hate Ashbury. He said it was a bunch of spotty dropouts. <laughs> yeah, it was free thinking, grateful dead, hate Asbury, tune in, tune out, yeah. drop acid. Long haired hippie yeah. type, pinko, all I saw whatever. It was a bunch of dirty kids asking me for money. I went to hate Ashbury. When I tell you, it was like the underground in Atlanta. I was I was nonplussed. You didn't sing anything. No, I was nonplussed. If you're going to San Francisco, make sure to wear some flowers in your hair. They're still trying to milk that for every dollar because they got like some hippie store. Yeah, like right close to nah, the corner. Man, this yeah. is where it all happened. I wasn't impressed. Tie dye shirt only cost you seventy five dollars, man. It's funny too because every capitalism, man. When it benefits me, it's cool. <laughs> everybody who was against the man became the man. Yeah, that's mm. true. Eventually, we all become yeah. the man. <laughs> I think that's a life's lesson. Uh, Brian Luttrell from Backstreet Boys. He's local. He's uh, worth $45 million. Oh, hey. Barkley's worth $60 million. Luttrell worth $45 million. Yeah, he is local. Marietta, I think. I think he was the one, like, he's uh, spiritual, I think. Not like that AJ guy, who yeah. I think is. So Barkley's 61, uh, Latrell is 49. Is there still a market for the boy band today? Hold on. Do you know where they're yeah. playing? Yeah. There's yeah. this thing called Love and, F- Love and Friends Fest in Vegas. Go look who's heading that up. Colin, pull up Love and, F- Love and Friends Fest. The Backstreet Boys, Usher, maybe Rihanna. You know, Colin pulled up the information on what it cost to see Barry Manilow yesterday, and he keeps getting hit now with offers to that go is see true. Barry Manilow. Oh, nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. So now right. you're going to find out about the boy bands. And We're looking at be. Janet Jackson, Usher, Snoop Dogg, Backstreet Boys, Lil Wayne, Nas, Ludacris, Mary J. Blige, Nelly. It's a, a celebration lot. of I can the keep 90s. Going. They said R&B sort of hip-hop, and the Backstreet Boys hmm. are going to be in that thing. So, yeah, there's – I don't know what they're getting for. but Well, then you'll make the money, the but, private meet. But yeah, yeah, I'm no talking day. about a new modern-day version, not not something that oh, – Ever heard of One Direction? K-pop. Every, everything. Yeah, B- BTS is one yeah. of the biggest okay, bands right. in the world. And, K-pop band. And they're making 40, 50 yeah. million? I mean, I, oh, also, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, okay. the American version, it'll come back eventually. Okay. It always does. Good deal. So, Where's so 98 Degrees? The, How are they hey, doing? No, no, no. That's gone. Okay. No, although, you know what? It probably isn't. There's probably There's a festival. Somebody's paying be, for that, right? Yeah. Hey, Steve, so you know that, is that sort of a menudo thing where they have like 12 <laughs> guys, but five of them go on tour and they mix and match? I think BTS is the same group of guys, but military service in South Korea is compulsory. So right now, at least one of the members is away from the bands doing his 
military obligation right now, is my understanding. Then he comes back a sergeant. Yeah, my guess Mike Elvis. Yeah. 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 Or my, Slaughter. My, sergeant Slaughter. My guess Thank is you for that your service. somebody has gone solo out of the original <laughs> BTS, though, right? It, doesn't that happen to Harry Styles? The Harry Styles were Justin Timberlake. Someone always uh, somebody goes solo. Yeah, somebody goes solo, right? I'm not aware of that. I just know of BTS. Well, tomorrow we want answers to yeah. these questions. Yes. <laughs> hey, Mike, did okay. you just say is it a 40-50? It's more than that, but I'm not sure what these guys say. I'm not sure that they really see the money. Somebody is making a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, Lou Pearlman made a right. lot of that. Yeah, money. that's right. Yeah, that. I'm just curious what because you know now everybody downloads music. You spend 99 cents for a song instead of 18 dollars for an album. So can a, a band like this still make it 50 yeah. million on merch? They make on, their yeah. money on touring yeah. and merch. Yeah, all about hats and T-shirts. It's more challenging when it comes to the music. Hurston Waldrop can be in a boy band. Want to thank him for joining us today, Amanda, our okay. social media thank director, you, doing all the work engineering here on site. You know what I like Matt. about her? Yeah. I asked her to grade herself today. She went lower than her actual grade. So that's, that's a good sign. She didn't go A+. Plus, a. No, no, no. She went lower than her actual grade. Always start lower. Work your way up. Matt Lear, want to thank him and Derek Thomas and the road dog Adam Gillespie as well. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We are back here in Florida tomorrow at 11. Domino Cellini here on your home of the Braves. It's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. 
Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.